Welcome to My Music Podcast. This is a podcast where we sit down with local musicians and we pick their brains on a cornucopia of music topics. Cornucopia? Cornucopia. I'm I like trying to, it. Yeah, I'm trying to come in with the big words every week. Okay. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, I'm one of your hosts, KJ. I'm your other host, Scott. And today with us, we have the pleasure to have the axe slaying guitar Giant playing <laughs> Elijah Russ. I've also seen bass thumping. Oh, bass thumping. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing some he of that. He probably does it all. <laughs> Key playing. I've seen Key him play playing. keys. Yep. The man who does it all. What about accordion? Uh, not as of late. <laughs> I have to talk to Adam about that. Uh, yeah. My brother sold my accordion from under me. <laughs> uh, no, nah, man. I would love to hear some uh, accordion in the Elijah Russ collective. We're talking about it. So I just picked up an upright bass and have been having a lot of fun mm. with that. And uh, Adam, my keyboard player, plays accordion. Nice. Like just traditional music and stuff. And then Ben can play upright bass too. Oh, he nice. grew up on that too. So we can ben, switch Ben's on and there? off. Uh, yep. Okay. Yep. So we can switch on and off guitar. We're thinking about doing something nice. like that, you know. Cause we were in the Ben and I were in the park the other day playing like some funk tunes, but like on those instruments. Oh, I think I saw that. that yeah, was and yeah. it just like had like a vibe to it, you know. So I right. really kind of want to explore that a little bit, yeah. you know. But yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah, here, yeah, guys. yeah. <laughs> it's good to have you. It's good to meet you. I feel like I've just been like following you through Instagram. I know. <laughs> like I feel like I do kind of know. You know, like you feel right, like right. you kind of know people to yeah. a level these days, you know. Yeah. I think we met at Flamingo Lounge one time. Yes, we, we watched did. Patty and Brandino play. But I've seen you play. I saw you do the Raid show at Tip Top. Um I saw you perform at Garage once. There's one other time, probably at like Founders or something like that maybe. Right so, on. Yeah, I yeah. think I met you and Adrian. Oh yeah, that night. That's right. Yeah, yeah. 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 Who is has become so near and dear. I know. To my heart lately. Adrian, Adrian is near and dear to everybody. <laughs> oh right. man, I love that dude. So why you trying to push me back in this dark abyss? Feel with putridness. I'm tired of doing this. So, you know, Adrian had a whole song on our on our album. Uh, he did like a whole interlude. Yeah, uh, it's just so funny because like I feel like I see Adrian with so many people. So he's like on our album. I see him doing the Rage Against the Machine stuff with you guys. I see him working on stuff with Patty with Hannah Rose. I'm just like this dude is just doing everything. Yeah, <laughs> he's crazy. got a real gift, you know. And yeah. he's just like just great to be around. Yeah, he makes you feel hang. good just to be around. Yeah, you know? yeah. So that's super Props cool. Props to Adrian Wright. Love you, dude. Get that album. Get that album out, I man, know. dude. Oh I know. It's on everybody else's. I know. I know. He's like, what do I need to drop an album for, man? Oh, yeah. My feature. God, we have a track. Uh, yeah. I'm excited for that album. No. I'm very excited. I didn't know you did the Rage thing. Yeah. Yep. That's cool. Yep. Yeah. So like that, that. that whole thing kind of started. You guys know Brandino. Oh, yeah. 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 So he had like his Monday thing at Tip Top. You know, they get like a different host every month. And he had a cover band night. And I had like a sticky note up on my TV that was like Rage Against the Machine tribute band for like two years. You know what I mean? And that was just the opportunity. And like I lived with a bunch of musicians at the time, like some really good friends, Alec Kleinfelter, D. Washington, and uh, Jordan Gilbert. Super great dudes. And we were just like, let's just do this as like a house, you know? And it was like super loose and fun. But we did like take it seriously. No. You know? yeah. So it was, it was. You know what I think about yeah. music that's just like so <laughs> crazy? So you say like you have like rage up there for like two years, right? Mm-hmm. You don't know who's going to be in your band or who you're going to play with. And then all of a sudden it's just like, how could you have gotten, you know, anybody perfect more than Adrian to like 
do Zach De La Roca yeah. or uh, <laughs> like you just met yeah. him at Flamingo Lounge like a couple years ago. You know, it's just yeah. crazy how music works. I think me and Scott, we met on like Craigslist and it's just like, who the, <laughs> yeah, like, you know, it's 2016. It's like, like very dated now. So I know, like crazy, right? But it's just yeah. like, I would have never thought of like me and you being connected. It's just crazy how music just like brings the most right. random of people together, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. And so you've been in like the, Grand Rapids music scene for a while now. Are you from here? Yeah, like, like give me a little bit of your bio. Four or five years, I'd say I've been like pretty involved okay. here. I moved here about that time ago. Okay. Um, from where? From Grand Haven. Okay. Which is my oh, home. that's right. That's you know, my hometown. So yeah. check this out. I don't know if you noticed, but Elijah has jammed with Ben Froze. Yeah, really dude. Right yeah, I knew Ben like long, long time. Oh, that's ago. crazy. Great man. dude. Yeah, yeah, great dude. That yeah. dude like they ta- were. <laughs> so Ben used to live above Scott. They lived in a. Uh, I'm a heritage like hill. A, yeah, no like, way. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, that's so so, so yeah, cool. Ben and us are, are real tight, man. He's yeah, such yeah. a great guy. He taught. He stayed at my house when I was like 19 or something like that. Like. Folded the blanket in the morning before <laughs> like I like took note of that, Canadian. and I've like always done that since. I was like, that is so polite yeah, and awesome. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I remember the first time I met Ben, and when I when he left, he goes Namaste. And I was like, he like bowed to me, and I was like, that dude was super nice. Like, uh-huh. yeah. yeah, another great guy. That's awesome. All right, sorry, we derailed. No, like, no, that's great. We're just shooting the. I feel like that's what I started to realize though is this this music scene is actually really tight and really small. Yeah. Um, mm. Which is so cool. I, I still feel like a complete outsider, and that's what's been fun about doing this is starting to meet more people. Yeah. But um, mm. yeah. as you as you start to kind of peel away the onion, it's all interconnected. Yeah. All yeah. Connected. That's cool. There's yeah. so many people here, too. I feel like, you know, even just recently with music starting again, I've been seeing new like musicians who have been around for like over a decade that right. I had no idea about. You so, know, I was just like, where are all these people coming from where they, I mean, they've been here, you know, it's just kind of breaking into new circles and yeah, kind of getting into new places that aren't typically where we would go and do our shows, right. you know, it's been really cool for me. Yeah. So, well, yeah. you can tell now that all these venues are starting to open up, all these bands are flooding in being like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the bottleneck is open. It's crazy. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, so tell us a little bit about like what your, what project you currently have or like what you're working on mainly. Um, so I'm doing my own band called the Elijah Russ Collective. Hoping to put out in the fall time is what I see. You trying to drop two albums? I am trying to drop two albums. Yeah, and one of them is already done. Um, It's just like some lo-fi hip-hop beats and stuff, kind of self-produced. Yeah, yeah, stuff that I was kind of doing on the side and just like had fun with it. It It's just like you know those kind of you know you have voice memos in your phone that are like half-done ideas or whatever. That was a place where I could kind of channel that. And just like go on splice and get a beat or whatever, right, and then right. make something to that and kind of work within some parameters, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, and it's trending right now. I figured like, why not? You know, you can like, you know, send those beats to people. You could sell them. You could do it. You know, like old town, old town road, the little Nas X, he bought that beat for like $19. (laughs) Some random website. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know that, but it doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah. That's a that's a huge market, you know. I might go on a tangent here, but like that's I'm cool. hearing there's a, a there's a problem with that. Like a lot of producers are getting upset, like big time producers, because like they're trying to sell their actual beats and make a living for like, you know, two thousand mm. dollars. And yep. it's just like you can go on YouTube and be like, Drake type beat. Oh, buy this for me for twenty bucks. And so like that is an issue. People are having to bring their prices down where they're like, yo, we gotta set like a standard. Mm-hmm. So it's just like crazy. But a beat, a song does not make you know, uh, wait, it you're can. saying, you're, wait, you're saying the beat is, it depends is, on what kind of music hey, we're talking It is the about. relationship. You're yeah. right. It is the relationship between the vocalist and the Ooh. beat, but a hot ass beat. <laughs> All right. Well, well no. this, this tangent wait, has wait. segued. We still got, I still want a little bit no, more. No, I still want to hear it. Okay. Yeah. Keep that in mind because that has to do with what our first topic is going to be. Okay, okay. cool. But cool. We want to hear more about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Break it down, break it down. <laughs> so that you have one album of some lo fi beats. And yeah, other album and then the other one is like the passion project, the like the songs that I like spend time like really crafting and trying to meld all the different styles that I love and work within, you know. Um, the, a lot of it is songs that I've had written for a while uh, and I'm just kind of trying to be done with it, you yeah. know, and do them like real justice, you know? Yeah. So all the songs are going to, you know, they have like the quartet, which is going to be D Washington, Daviance Washington, gonna, excuse me. He's going to be on here. I was <laughs> just talking to him about having him come on here. You should, man. Yeah. You yeah. should. So Daviance Washington, um, Adam Parada and Ben Steer are my like regular quartet and they recorded all the eight songs on the album. And then I'm still working on getting horns and strings done. That's kind of like going to be the summer project. All the parts are written and stuff. It's more just like coming up with the money to pay. For- so are you writing those for? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then, you know, like I'll have somebody like Caleb Alzinga kind of proof it. You know, we'll spend a Saxophone? few hours. Yep. Right. Yep. So, but he arranges horns and stuff for like middle school and high school band. And I mean, he's a horn player himself wow. and works cool. works with a lot of people. He's really, really great. And he's playing with like Joe Hurler now and doing all that. Oh, so, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Hey, so, we, hey, we got to talk to you, Elijah, next, next uh, album. Uh, <laughs> okay, yeah, for sure. <laughs> man, absolutely. Anytime, anytime. Um, yeah, so Caleb and I will sit together and he'll just kind of, you know, look over it and be like, this will work here, you know, or this won't work. And usually it's like mostly pretty workable. So I feel good about it, you know, having never done it. And then having like three professional horn players come in and like play the parts. That's sweet. (laughs) You know? So, So, um, those horn players, so you don't like have an introduction or any history with them. You usually just like some people you yeah, hire. Like I, so, so I, I meet a lot of musicians in the scene, especially like the heavy hitters through blue water Kings, which is like a corporate wedding kind yeah. of band that, um, we're all pooled into, uh, that's a whole thing, but they're really, really good. And there's like tons of musicians that are involved with them. You gotcha. know, we can kind of accept and decline gigs or whatever, you know, but I get the opportunity to play with really, really great people that I wouldn't otherwise get to, right. you know, 
Um, so I hired a couple people from that and people that I know just like do session work and stuff like that. And then Caleb, you know, I take Caleb's recommendation and then they're usually involved with that project, you right. know, so it works out, you know, and, so, really and are you, where are you recording this at? Just various studios around Grand Rapids or you got a little setup at home? We did the tracking, the quartet tracking at Chris Newberg's house, um, over in Standale. He's got a really, really nice, like wooded house or whatever. Chris Chris Newberg plays guitar for Gunner and the Grizzly Boys. Okay. Gotcha. They're a super great band. If you haven't heard of them, check them out. They're Driving Man Speedway. It's my first stop mobile. The cashier's real hot. I'm talking sick coat. Yeah, man. Those guys are great. I play with them every now and again and have subbed for Chris on cool. tours and stuff when he was like having kids and stuff, you know. So um, so we did the tracking there and then I did horn tracking, um, at Ben Steer's house. He's got like a studio set up, um, you know, the fortress, I guess, like on South division. I've heard the name of it, but I don't know the place. So yet. like, Oh wait. Yeah. It's like the jam space, like practice yeah, spots. Yeah, yep, yep. Yep. And then the hacky turtles, if you, you guys yeah, know them, I'm familiar with them yep. used to live in there and they renovated it into an apartment. Gotcha. So now Ben lives in there with Alec Kleinfelter. Okay. Yep. And then back in the day, like that was where a lot of Spute recorded some records. Yeah, and, like, yeah. So, that's cool. You know what I mean? Like, so it's got some good. Yeah, I've juju been in there in a there. couple times, man. That yeah. Feels, something about it just feels. It's like, got good juju. It's so weird. Yeah, yeah. Like something you know? about it feels good. Yep. Yeah. 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 I met Aladdin Kadic there, and you know the automatic used to. Nice. practice there and stuff so yeah so did that i'm still working on getting the strings done i haven't even touched that yet but have been in touch with the accidentals and they're down to do it so oh, nice. nice yep yep so and it, it's sort of a genre hopping album it is um there is like a level of consistency yeah yeah in there i think you know but you will hear like influence like specific influences i think of cool. different things like but, uh like who or what um i wouldn't say so much of who um it's like a lot of rock driven stuff but there's like reggae influence and some country and like gospel influence and like heavy blues and latin influence i'm and liking what i'm hearing all that stuff <laughs> that like good. i yeah. just love you yep. know so yeah. i tried to kind of throw it in um, the best way I could, you know. Uh, but I think the I think the overall kind of glue to it is the instrumentation, is the intensity behind it, you know. Yeah. Um, and it's gonna be like you know sonically a big album with all those instruments going on and whatever else. I just want it to be like nice Sounds and like, like grandiose, you yeah, know. No, I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> sold it. That, yeah. Can I listen yeah. to it right I now? Know, right. Like, ready for the single I'll, man. Show, I'll show you guys some raw tracks yeah. <laughs> no, I'm excited I want to hear it yeah um awesome I think that's a great introduction of, yeah, yeah. so cool. that's that's it you know and I'm hoping to do I want to the reason I'm not playing around town so much this summer is because I want to do like a really big album release and like have it be like a big show like the comeback sold out yeah, yeah you know um so I think I might do it on my birthday you know nice stuff you, like got that. A, you got a venue in mind or are you keeping that under wraps I'm thinking of the listening room but I have to go Ooh, there and okay. check and see if like it's even possible to do that because yeah. I want to have you know three horn players yeah. I was gonna say string section I went there you gonna do the whole, <laughs> you know, you, the whole thing we were just just asking Devin Anderson because uh, I mean his next album has all these players on it. I'm like, you gonna be able to do this live? He's like, ah, probably not. Like, <laughs> to get 12 people on the stage, you know, to be able to put it all. Right. I mean, we yeah. even felt that on our record. There's yeah. not. 
I mean, there's not a lot going on, but there's extra stuff that we don't, we can't do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We had to play a lot of those songs for the first time live. And it's just like, we watched it back. and was like, mm, it was missing like the intensity from this part. Probably because there's not a whole synth synth there. Sure, sure, <laughs> sure. You know, but I mean, I have thought about places like St. Cecilia's too. Oh, Ooh, that'd be that'd be that, you yeah. know what I mean? Just to that'd accommodate be that amount of people on yeah. stage, yeah. you know, but it's a lot to make that work. I mean, that's been like the bane of my existence lately is like figuring out how to pay for all that. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a big project. Right. You know, I see you play with so many people and the part when I always see it where I'm just like, how are you doing this? Is like practice, like trying to get everybody's schedule (laughs) to align with like, you know, 12 people. Like you can't, you can't. I mean, for, and that's why like, I would like to do just like one big show. Yeah. You know, we can have a couple of rehearsals and like people are getting, that included in their pay and like whatever else to just do yeah. that thing, you know, and that'll help me have a scope for a show in the future, you know? Yeah. So yeah, nice. all different ways to make it happen. Very cool. Put, put my brain to work. You know, I used to work for a music nonprofit and did a lot of cool things with that. Getting sponsorships was yeah. one of those things and doing advertising. So I'm trying to figure out how to fit that model into this and yeah, all that, so that's where I'm at. I'm going Damn, out in the mountains in a few weeks to go really think about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice, yeah. nice. All right, well, man, I feel like you gave us the full scope. We wanted to know who Elijah Russ was, what he was doing. We got that. That's who I so, am right now. <laughs> yeah, that's who you are right now. I hope you change. Yeah. You know, when sometimes people say, I never changed up. I'm just like, for real? Yeah. It's important to change up. We're yeah. supposed to change. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, supposed change. we're supposed to grow, you yeah. know, learn and grow. So I think we should we should jump into our first topic here uh, for what we have for Elijah. So uh, earlier on, I was like, this is a good segue, um, and we didn't get to it yet. But that segue was because, Scott, I think you said uh, when Elijah was talking about beats, you said beats don't make the music, right? Right, right. So I want to talk about what's what's more important in a song, the, the lyrics or the music? And, <laughs> the age-old uh, question. Yeah, the age-old question. We're going to get down to the bottom of it. So, Scott, when you were saying that, were you saying, like, because, like, I don't know, I guess break that down. Well, I think, yeah, I mean, a beat is it's this – Especially if it's made of a computer, it's this robotic thing. It's got no heartbeat to it. It's got no organic quality. And it's like, what are you going to put into it that brings the personality, brings the soul, brings the person into it? And so I'm not sure it exactly gets to what your your topic yeah, is, but that's kind of really. where I was going because, okay. I mean, anybody can take that beat, and but it doesn't think, make the song. Like, I want to hear some type of melodic structure. I want to hear some progression. I want to hear a story being told. I want to hear something. On, like, that's why the beat's just a beat. And that's okay. why, I, I mean, I can't. I'm not down for that argument of like people crying that these beats are getting sold for, you know, $20. I don't know. But what's I'm, a beat to you? Yeah, I guess. Well, yeah. I mean, you can even get like a beat programmed into GarageBand. Sure. Right? But that's not a song. It can be. I mean, it, no, I, I think it's, I mean, we can get into the horror argument I mean, of what like, a song is. <laughs> like I do my demos and, right. and I use oh, virtual instruments and yeah. I, like, I mean, I've had like I, they're like real sampled instruments, right, you know, right. that people go in and record at different velocities and all oh, that, certainly. you know, yeah. and have had people ask like, who's playing drums on this right. or like whatever. So that to me, like if, I mean, if you know how to program, right. Mm-hmm. And like mm-hmm. mimic a human being, I think there's some validity in that. You know what I mean? Well, like, is that the type yeah, of beats too. you're talking about? Or are you talking more like processed beats? Well, it, it, it not that it what are you talking matters. about? <laughs> 
I'm thinking more like hip hop beats. Yeah, hip hop beats are dope though. You but know, they are. I'm like, not saying they're not. I like, think like the. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So like this lo-fi project that right. I'm working on, right? Like I use some sampled stuff that's like looped. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody could say that that's like soulless maybe, but that's a human being that was actually like playing that. You know, right. and something that could be recreated by humans mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i think that there's like a soul in that like oh, that, definitely that would yeah. be like you know like i think about songs as like children you know what i mean like you're giving you're giving it life right you know right so i think no matter what your medium is if it's a computer or if it's recording different instruments into the program right you, i mean don't get me wrong you know i guess maybe it's being misconstrued like that you know, anybody can go buy this beat on this website, right? Mm-hmm. But it's what you're doing on top of it that I think is making it the song, right? Sometimes so, the beat. So, so there's no, you mean there's no story in like, like melody or like in a bass line or in like no, there is. rhythm? I think so too. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think so too, you know? So I don't think like, for me personally, I think both are important. Mm-hmm. I don't think mm-hmm. like one can outweigh the other you know we can enjoy instrumentals yeah just i mean i love when bands put an instrumental version like the whole right. album as an instrumental on the yeah, back I half of like oh, yeah. you know what i mean and it's it's kind of a different take on that song mm-hmm. you know yeah. it can have like different life that we notice in it when somebody's not cascading over yeah. it and creating a different relationship i think a hip-hop beat that i heard in his own and i mean i think if i heard every Beat by this person would be crazy, but I heard uh, Benita Applebaum by a tribe called Quest. And it's so crazy, which I mean, he he samples, but you hear like a he's sampling this other song, and then he's got these keys that are just like uh, over top of this, and Q tips flow over it. Cool. It's what really makes the song. It's right. like 24, 30, 87. Mm-hmm. You and me, huh? We a match made in heaven. <laughs> like, they kiss you with some. So he's just like flowing. So it really right. makes the song. So, like, I thought, like, okay, hearing an instrumental of this, like, this is going to be whack. But literally, without Q tip, it was kind of, and I don't know, it could be, I could hear the lyrics in my head, but hearing the instrumental by itself, I was still just like vibing. Like, I kind of <laughs> was digging it more, you mm-hmm. know, where well, it's just, it's so hard. And maybe Q tip der- derived that. F- flow yeah. from that be- and I feel like a lot of artists Adrian is a great example that, of that like yeah, yeah. Will can just go over anything because it's it's in him it's yep. just in him like that you know that's a good point mm-hmm. that, this is where I like so I guess this is kind of leading us into a next little subtopic that I have in this does, does genre matter so like would traditional jazz music be better with lyrics or is that music better suited for that I don't know. Maybe we should try it. Like, <laughs> I feel like, I don't know. I feel like genre does matter because for me, I was saying hip hop music for the, just me personally, like I feel like lyrics and your flow and everything on top of it matters. Like I really do care about like that. I feel like I have this old man thing where like mumble rap, I'm putting mumble rap in quotes here. Like I listen to a lot of it. Ow, ow, ow. I buy a new car for the bitch. For real. I tear down the mile with the bitch. For real. You can't even talk to the bitch. Nah. She fucking with bosses and shit. Oh God. I pull up and But the kids. You know, they just like, I'm just trying to catch a vibe, man. Like, he just... 
I don't care what he's saying. I just, I want the vibe and I want him to be on beat. And I'm like, no, I, I care what he's saying. Yeah. Like, that is important to me. Sure. I mean, isn't that sure. like the, but I only what hip hop music is? I was going to say, rap only, music. Not necessarily, man. I feel like rap music started with people having a message, having right. something to say. Storytelling. You know, and now it's just like gone. So when I hear hip hop music, it's like, I don't care really what you're doing on the beat, man. I hope the beat enhances it. I hope the production is like tight and dope and like makes the song better. But I care more about your lyrics as opposed to like, listen to Red Hot Chili Peppers and like Anthony Kiedis and rock music, I'm like, I don't really care what Anthony's saying, man. Mm -hmm. I just like the way how he's fitting in between Flea and John. Right. So I feel like, yeah, so I feel like <laughs> genre really does matter for me when it comes to if lyrics or music is, is important. Right. To, I mean, I guess, I guess it depends on what you're looking for in the moment that you're looking for it. Hmm. You know, I mean, like I love a story in a song 90, 99% of the time, but Same. like sometimes I like feel ratchet and want to just like <laughs> listen to Cardi B say the same shit. You know what then I mean? Up, then it's up, then it's that's up, right. Stuck, stuck. Hey, that song bangs. That's the it first, does. That's the first Cardi B song that I heard where I was like, that's the one I was thinking okay. of. That's exactly what I was thinking This song? It's called Up. Okay. Yeah. I had to put a little spice in. I know, I know zero Cardi B. So. Well, the, first of all, like, see, that's the thing. Like, that song, that's interesting. Okay. That's you, so you broke, funny you, you said broke. that song because that's exactly what I was thinking. Because that song's a banger, man. All right. You you messed up my thought because with Cardi B in that song, I'm like, I don't really care what she's saying. And that's hip hop music. So that's funny. It's just like, I think, I think. But she's, the fact that there's vocal there. Is a thing. I was just about to say. I think it's her cadence and stuff. Right. You know what I mean? If it's uh, then it's uh, uh right. Uh, like she's she's operating more like an beat. instrument than uh, delivering content. And okay. that was one of my I was gonna my say, topics, yeah. right? Or not topics, but like points to make is you know the vocal maybe it, what they're saying is not you can't make it out right, but it's the fact that it's being said in the cadence, a certain attitude. If you remove all of that and there's just no vocal at all, does the song have the same kind of quality? It can like we'll t we'll take up for for instance you know the beat the way it goes it's it's in a minor key and it starts on the one goes to a minor three and down to the two you know what I mean and that's like extremely musical that's yeah, that's right. like that's like a, a a riff I would use yeah. as a musician in any yeah. kind of context. You could put that into funk. You could put that into hip hop. You could put that into jazz. You could, I mean, gypsy jazz. You could do whatever you wanted with that partic those particular set and of in notes. that particular song. You used know? a squeaking bed, <laughs> classic squeaking bed in songs. I don't know what that is. I think Yin Gang Twins have done it. Oh, uh, right on. <laughs> what was the song? There was a song. Uh, it's like some band, D4L or something. I don't know. All these rap songs, they kind of have that. Yeah. So like, of course they do. That, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, if you talk about how that's musical, right? And yeah. Then it's just like there's this. Yeah. In between. It's just operating like a, like a. 
uh, it is tambourine the, yeah, kind of it, thing. It is. I mean, yeah. yeah. However you want to use those sounds, they can be universal. You right. Can, you can view them in different ways, right. and they all fulfill similar roles, musically speaking. Yeah. You know, it might not be as complex as some of the things that we enjoy as mm-hmm. musicians. Yeah. You know, but that doesn't mean I. I don't think that leads to them having less value. Yeah, no, I'd agree. You yeah. know, it's yeah. I, I go back to the genre thing. I mean. I think of like someone like James Brown, like take him out of that. It's still good funk music, Ooh. but you need James Brown on top of that. That's, that's He's had him stand. I mean, I don't know though. Do, <laughs> I do. you? You had, I do. you had James Gatson on the beat. You uh, know, I'm what not, I mean, I mean like, <laughs> yeah. JB's like, I was going to say the JB's, killing. man. The JB's, they have a bunch of instruments. Oh, yeah. But I mean, yo, yeah. there's but, something that and he they added some, to that music. And, you know, it's, it's, and I'm actually arguing the opposite <laughs> point that I always make. I'm more of a music person guy yeah, first yeah, yeah. than I, I know lyrics, what you mean. But I don't think any of those songs would have been as iconic without right. the people on top of right. them. And that whole relationship is important. But it, I, if, I think it depends on what direction that you're taking from the get-go. Mm-hmm, you know, yeah. James mm-hmm. Brown was a front man through and through, and that's what he was going to do. Right. You know? But we have DJs that are just doing instrumental music or bands that are just DJ doing... DJ Khaled. You know? Yeah. You, just like you know, or you get bands music. like, you know, like Polyphia or Chan yeah, or like yeah. whoever, you yeah. know, that are just doing instrumental music and have a huge following. Right. So I, I don't know. It's just, it's all different. What are you into it in the moment? And I think everybody deserves their respect no matter what yeah. direction they decide to take, you know? So I, I have a, like a little spinoff question of it. So I think we've all decided that like vocals are lyrics, vocals are an instrument, right? Sure. So what about when that instrument, if that instrument could be defined as a definitively bad but the music is is great behind it. I feel like sometimes that gives people a break. I want to throw out uh, Tom Waits, for instance, you know? the man, baby, for a buck, for a buck. If you're looking for someone to put you out of that ditch, you're out of luck. I want to throw out, like, uh, man. You mean I as far as technique? Like... Technique, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like they don't have the technique where, like, every song is like some classical rough technique. Or... Yeah, I mean, not the he's classical. More of a vocalist and he is a singer. It, exactly, yeah, 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 exactly. And I feel like that way about myself, too, where, like, I'm more of a vocalist than a singer, right. you know what I mean? But if, if the singing isn't good, can the music, like, enhance, can great music enhance those vocals or those I, lyrics? I don't know. I mean, maybe, but. I mean, people like Tom Waits, like Tom Waits is playing really simple stuff. It wasn't like the music behind it was anything like crazy that would like amplify him. I think it was just the combination and him him confident to do his thing. And it had a characteristic about it, you know what I mean? And he just rolled with it. That's what grabs people. And then people yeah. and then people roll with it. You know, if an artist is confident I'm in Dylan's what they're the doing. Same way. That was yeah, Bob singer. Dylan was gonna be yeah. my yeah, gonna be my next if example. If you're traveling when the snowflake storm when the rivers freeze and summer and Yeah, but then you have like it depends on your perspective too. Like you have great singers 
like Aretha Franklin or Tina Turner. Right, right. And you hear that term like belting, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Like, and people look at that as like a good thing, you know, and like, and it sounds dope and like whatever, terrible on your vocal cords. Yeah. Any classical singer, opera singer, whatever else would be like, that's wrong. Yeah. And that was a trend that started because the crowd would react off mm. of it and Some more people, people would, just... would come to those, you know, come to those shows and whatever. It doesn't come from like gospel so. backgrounds. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. People are just sending it, you right, know what right. I mean? And there's, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're somebody who views the voice in that way, you're like, well, that person's not going to have a, be able right. to do that after 50 years <laughs> old, you know, like yeah. they're cash. So to them, they're like, they hear that and they're like, oh, don't do that. You know what I mean? And they yeah. like kind of shudder at that. Yeah. Whereas like some other people who don't know that yeah. or care about that are like, oh, that's awesome. They're crushing it right yeah. now. Yeah. So I think it's all just like, you know, subject to the viewer, you know. Yeah. Another thing I was thinking about is the band Tortoise. Um, I think Who's in you, that? The, uh, with Jeff Parker? Is that? Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Chicago band. Yeah, yeah. They, you know, if you had a vocalist, it just gets in the way of what they're doing. Yeah, they put out a, a covers album with vocalists on top of what they're doing. It kind of makes them have to restrain themselves. They're playing more of a song now, which is that's cool. But I feel like if you do add vocals, you, there's you kind of limit what you can do as an instrumentalist. Yeah, no, because you want to be competing with you know the vocal line, the melody line, whatever. I think it really just depends on the genre for me too. It's just like uh, sometimes like the music, depending on what the vibe is, like. You could throw a dead cat over top of it, and if it just like fits within the thing of the song, like sometimes I think it does work. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know? what's well, like the most complicated music that has vocals over top of it? Oof. Um, some type of prog music or <laughs> yeah, math like, usually prog they hold the vocals. I'd back say like prog, yeah, yeah, but like um, I mean, John one Anderson album and, I've been yeah. revisiting lately is uh appetite for destruction (laughs) guns and roses yeah i love that album i loved it as a kid i still love it thank god it's awesome um but they have three guitar players yeah and then in the studio it's just like shameless amounts of guitar layers going on and under axel rose Mm -hmm. and it works And you can hear, like, I mean, just the way that it's mixed, they mixed it well enough where, like, nothing's competing right. with each other. I don't know if that's that's due to composition or to mixing or what the deal is with right. that, you know? But there, there are those situations, I think, where each person can be, like, super melodic mm. and not get in the way of each other. You know, I mean, we hear that a lot in, like, counterpoint harmony, mm. you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, like, we're used to, like, a lot of straight harmony and stuff, but when you get bigger groups of choirs together and stuff they might be doing you know a totally different melody in harmony with this other section you know and that's like and you know you just arrange it in a way that doesn't conflict maybe sometimes it does maybe it doesn't and maybe it's just again subject to the listener Hmm. yeah you know i like that I like yeah, that. Me too. Yeah, I dig that. Is that fair? 
No, I feel like fair. I'm just like ranting. No, no, no. That's the, I feel like that's what this podcast is going to be. Just musicians ranting. Well, you're also bringing like a higher level of music education to this conversation, which is great. Yeah, yeah. I gotta say, Elijah, like, I mean, my, Sky, you can speak for yourself, but like, I am not a theory guy. Like, I'm such a ragtag player. Like, I taught myself how to play when I was 18. That's so great. You say like one, three, five. I'm like, I kind of understand what you're talking about. I really don't understand that, you know? So I, I do admire people to a certain extent where you're like, yo, I could write out like some strings or some horns. I'm like, I can never do that. <laughs> no way. Well, and that's that's uh, a cool thing about that theory stuff, though. You know, I mean, once you once you kind of get the language for it, it's it's really cool to be able to speak it with different people in situations sure. like that. You know, like it's hard for me to like jam in the way this that I want to these days. You know, unless it's with like, you know, my dudes or people that I know that are like have that stuff locked because mm-hmm. then yeah. we can just communicate in like a different way and start to really like make songs instead of jamming over just like a couple chords mm-hmm. not that there's anything wrong with that and not that i don't enjoy doing that you know i just did it for a long time and kind of got a, a taste for just jamming with like super professionals and being like oh my god we can go here and here and here and i can just yell out you know flat five you know yeah. four, whatever you know and right. like they're like on it you no, know so yeah. and and that's like there's just there's just different ways of approaching it i think you know um but putting in that work just for anybody that might be listening and like is wondering if they should take the time to do that i think it's very worth it super rewarding it's really cool to be able to listen to music now and hear how it moves and understand the pattern and then go home and like pick up an instrument and like just just play it yeah you know what i mean like i mean that's and that's how i'm able to do you know session work and fill in work and mm-hmm. yeah. you know all that in these these wedding gigs where i'm learning different songs every weekend this summer or whatever else because i could just listen to it and like get a get the pattern down and be like, right. okay, yeah, that's just that one four six five thing or like whatever, you know. Yeah. And then you know when you know numbers like that, you can kind of change keys. If a singer needs to change a key, now you just know it by numbers, and you're like, okay, well, it's that one four six five thing in a different key. Right. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? So I don't know. You know. That's another rant. No, no, I, I, <laughs> I, know, I, I I'm a nerd that. like no, that. You I know, that. I love hearing you break that down, man. I, I mean, I learned modes this summer, and I feel like I unlocked the holy grail. Like, yeah, 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 that's a but super. But then I got great. on stage and got scared and was like, I ain't going to none of those modes. Yeah. I'm going to pentatonic. What I know. <laughs> Don't be scared. Don't Safety be net. scared. Don't be I scared. I know, man. It's so crazy. Like we were practicing them, and I was practicing them, and I had them nailed down. But mm-hmm. just something about when I got on stage, I was just like, uh, that's the ultimate. The that's the ultimate yeah. test, and you just have to like go full send and yeah. do just right. do it make right. make mistakes. we don't have enough like windows for you to really like dive too deep into it in our music no no there's mm-hmm. only like a few times yeah, yeah where i really dive into it so it's like i really feel like i gotta nail that's what i was feeling like on stage where i'm like yeah. this is my only one or two times or yeah. like i gotta get it right i, I got gotcha. just go into the phrygian mode all of a sudden and be exploring <laughs> with the right, right. you know yeah yeah yep you got more on that it's too controversial. Let's keep going. <laughs> What's controversial? See, I'm like the L- exact the opposite. Music. No, well, like with training. Like, oh, I'm with like, theory? I'm like, throw out the window. Yeah. Don't learn it. Me but too. that's a whole different thing. Me too. Sure. Yeah, it comes from like the, the visual art side of things. Okay. Like I think when you go when you go to make a piece of art, the more you know about it, the more you're trying to think about your decisions and what you're doing. 
And that's just where things go south. I totally I mean, understand yeah, that. And yeah. like that, that's one thing that like yeah. in the first couple of days of like music school, they'll tell you like, they'll right. be like, this will change the way that like, right. you view things, yeah. you know? And it's not bad, but you will like, you'll Either see take the red pill or don't. You'll see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. He's yeah, like, yeah. you'll see through the music. Right. You know what I mean? It's like you'll same, just see yeah, it in its yeah. entirety. And I'm like, it's okay. It's the same like, thing like <laughs> learning music production. Like I've, I tiptoed into it and now I can't listen to music the same way at all. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah, is sorry. like, is it a bad thing? It's frustrating at times. Yeah. yeah. I can understand that. Yeah, it's frustrating. Are you grateful for the knowledge? <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. Sometimes I want to be like, put me back in the matrix. You know? I feel that. <laughs> I feel me. that. I feel because I. Yeah. That's one thing I love about teaching. You know, is like yeah. I get to watch my students explore. Right. You know, and be like, oh, that's what that was like. Or I'm like, oh, yeah. I remember just having this set of tools. Right. And working within those parameters, mm-hmm. like we mm-hmm. talked about with the lo-fi stuff. It's nice to kind of right. box yourself in sometimes. Yeah. But it's also great to be outside of the box. You have to just get to yourself to the Picasso stage where you, you've learned everything that you can start to unlearn everything. Yeah. Um, and that's yep. really hard to get to. Yeah, um, most people get to the learning and they really enjoy that that conversation that you can have, and I think that is awesome. I wish yeah. I could have that. I think Go sit in with like a jazz band, and be like, yeah, I can move these, you know, changes yeah. easy. It goes deep too. I mean, like, there's there are people that I couldn't converse with in that way that are yeah, who are probably those deep jazz heads or yeah. whatever. But there is like a, I think there's a a basic oh, kind, where you can yeah. kind of like communicate with most people, and for yeah. me, that's good enough. Like, right. if I can travel to different places in the world and have a basic conversation yeah. about music or somebody that doesn't speak English, we can play music right. together. Certainly, yeah, that's you cool. know what I yeah, mean? Like that that's, I think know. there's like just benefits of both sides. I think I was literally yeah. just about to say, I think like the biggest thing is just like, what are you trying to do with music? So, um, I think, I think we've dove into that topic enough here. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, we could them. be on that forever. So I want to get on something else because, uh, I think we've all experienced this as musicians, and I could be wrong, so you tell me if I am, but have you ever went through, like, a creative rut? Oh, all the time. Yeah, we all do, right? So yeah. I just didn't want to, I don't know, I feel like there might be some dude out there like, well, I never, I always got ideas, but... I mean, fuck, there's, fuck like... that dude, whoever it's he like, is, if well, he's out there. Well, <laughs> I, think, I think a lot of people put really high standards on themselves, mm. you know? Yeah. Like, for me, I'm happy with just, like, if I sit on an instrument... And have like a maybe like a five or ten second idea of something new. Yeah. Whether it's something that's like familiar sounding or could be closely related to something else, as long as it's like fresh to me, you know, like that's that feels like accomplishment, you know. So when it's time, like for me, I have like thousands of those little ideas. It's saved in my phone, on my computer, whatever else, you know. And when it comes time to sit down and write, like when I'm like, all right, I, it's time to write a new song, you know, like I don't, I'm not one of those people that's like, oh, I have this idea right now and I need to go fulfill it. I used to be like that because I thought that's how we were supposed to operate Uh, as artists. But then I learned that like that you can kind of like turn that switch on and off by leaving those little Landmarks or whatever, yeah, bread, yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah, exactly. That will lead you back to whatever space, creative space that you were in at that time. Yeah, you know, for me, and like, I'll, I'll try and label all those ideas into just whatever it sounds like the most simple thing that comes to mind, and then I'll do like a search on my computer, and it might be a few of those little (laughs) things together, and I'll listen to them, 
and maybe some of them work together, mm -hmm. you know, and like whatever. I mean, there's all sorts of ways to approach songwriting. It's true. You know, or sitting down and just playing one of those riffs over and over again, it might start to get more ideas for it. And that's writing. Yeah. No, those are all good points. I, I never thought about like going back because I have the same thing, you Go know, back. notepad or whatever, which we did it for the album, actually. I feel like because like nine to five was just something I had mm. and we were just like, oh, this could be an intro. But there really wasn't a lot of me to it. Same thing with the interlude that Adrian rapped over. It was something that Scott had on his garage band. All of a sudden we ended up adding the horns and the flutes yeah, and yeah. more stuff on top of it. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, always like keeping point. notes, reasons why ours keep sketchbooks, you know. Well, um, you're like... Man, like, I mean, we could get real deep on this, you know, like for me, it's like, you know, again, back to that, like birthing a child <laughs> kind of thing and like breathing life into this thing that that requires like a level of energy and like a level of work yeah. that you have to put into it to get something out of it. Mm -hmm. And I think as long as like you're staying on task and like trying to stab it from different directions or whatever, that will eventually come to fruition you know i think that's the hard part though where i where i personally get hung up is like i have this one thing right i've been playing the riff forever I'm like oh riff's good mm -hmm. got the bass line over top of it good mm -hmm. next part ah, that chord don't work ah, that was the b part sound good <laughs> yeah ah, this bass line and then you listen to it and you're like man maybe this bass line was like whack all along i really don't even like that <laughs> and then it's like you go you know a whole month and it's like damn i didn't create anything because i got like so roadblocked by that one song or whatever mm. the case may be mm -hmm. um so yeah you know you try and stab at it for so long and it's not coming together and then you just get like pissed because you're like i thought i had this great thing and it didn't yeah. evolve you know yeah. that's my personal problem i but. think that's the rut yeah you know like you might be working on something and like getting stuck you know but i think it's persevering through that like for me like some of the some of the best like chord transitions parts of songs that i i've written have come from like just sitting down and like staring at my computer and like playing different sounds. Grind it out. Grind, yeah. just grind it out, yeah. you know, and maybe sitting, letting it sit for a week or two right. weeks or a month or some of these have sat for a year, mm -hmm. two, three years. And I've come back mm -hmm. to him and been like, wait a second. Like, even though that's like old, it's still dope. You just got to let them, let them have some space, let them breathe as they need. Yeah. 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 Have a bunch going on at once too. I think if you're just like trying to chip away at one yeah. song, you're like, you're yeah. yeah. Plant yeah. seeds, yeah, you know, yeah. and water them a little bit here and there, yeah. you know, yeah. you have lyrics in your music, right? Yeah. Do your lyrics come after you make the music or do you usually have usually? Yeah. Okay, all right. Yeah. But, Usually when I'm writing the music, like there will be concepts that come, like it will just like kind of pull different things yep. from me. And I'm like, all right, this is a direction I want to take this or the kind of story I want to tell with this, you yeah. know, and uh, and then just kind of take it from there and try and put that into words, try yeah. and put that sound. That's why I think mm. like instrumental music speaks a lot more than you know, we can give credit for sometimes, true. you yeah. know, coming full circle back to the original topic. Mm -hmm. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think might've been something in the way by Nirvana. That I love that song. I'm trying to think of if, yeah. if that was a song that was scrawled down lyrically first and like they dug out it. Oh no, I'm thinking under the bridge. Oh yeah. Anthony, that that started with just lyrics. That. It was a poem. It was a poem. And, yeah. And then everybody's like, yeah, let's make it into a song. Sometimes I feel like my only friend 
is the city I live in, the city of angels. I think that's a different dichotomy too with that band, with the fact that Anthony's like more of a lyrics guy than He's a poet. He he's a poet. Yeah, he's a poet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he yeah. doesn't play instruments. True. Really, and that know. is a different angle, you know. Yeah. I, I love that angle on it. I just like I don't just write poetry. Like yeah. I journal hard, you know mm. what I mean? And I like detail everything out and just like let it go and go and go, you know. And I think that's where I get a lot of it, you know. Like I'll if I start writing a song, like trying to write lyrics, I'll be listening to the music and then just Right, right, yeah. and right, and then start to piece things together, and then you know can like use basic poetry skills to there, put it together. Any, like, you know, like yeah. <laughs> are there any like poets or songwriters in Grand Rapids that are just like looking? They want to be the um, what's his name for uh, Elton John. The, the writer for Elton John. What's his like, name? I forget his name. Uh, the Muse. Yeah, yeah, Bernie something. Oh yeah, uh, his name is Bernie something. I don't know. I does anybody the movie in Grand Rapids just like have all these awesome poems that are just waiting to be like become songs? Well, I mean, shout out to my guy Fable. Dude, man. I was Fable about to say Fable. Fable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. he's I mean, he the poet laureate yeah. for the city. So I feel like most people are like <laughs> musicians first, songwriters second. I don't know. It's really funny that you say that because I don't feel like I feel like the poet and musician scene locally, like we all know each other and stuff like we both knew Fable, you know, instantly. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, I don't think we ever really collaborate mm. or do anything like that, which be no, interesting, when Fable wants to do music stuff, he will. And yeah. I, the first time I ever saw him perform, I had no idea who he was. And he had like a jazz band backing him, and he was just doing like spoke, oh, dope. So spoke, yeah. spoken dope. word over okay. it. You know, uh, yeah, I was yeah, like, "That's yeah. the." And I had never even seen that. Yeah, spoken word over music in a live setting. Mm, I was like, "This yeah. is the coolest thing ever." You know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's sweet. But, I do like that idea of like, um, I think a fish with Tom Marshall working with Tranastasio, like lyricist musician collaborating, mm. and like, how do we work? Like one thing comes before the other, and it's not always the same yeah. ratio. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah, I mean, it depends on how important are your lyrics to you. Like, what are you trying to say? You know, well, that's the thing. Is like yeah. a lyrical idea can spawn a musical idea. It can. Um, yeah. There's a song called Sparkle where it's, it's all about, I think, the like anticipation of it, proposing to your wife, but being so anxious and like depressed and like all these weird emotions yeah and you could put it to like really heavy music and like really dramatic music they put it to like this bluegrass the song builds, you buy a gift you're hoping that your dread will lift it glitters on her like a glass you shut her eyes it comes to pass and so it's like you can change the feeling of the lyrics by the music it goes to and it's like yeah. if the lyrics came first allows you to do that maybe i'm not i'm not because usually if you have the music first it's gonna taint how you write the lyrics yeah. i think you it could a, a minor key that's song. really that's yeah. an interesting take one i have not explored you know so much just right for whatever because yeah. i have so many musical ideas yeah, musicians right, that, exactly. I, that i like you know that i i feel like words will just come if they're supposed right. to yeah. sometimes they're not, they i don't always want words or sometimes mm -hmm. it's a real <laughs> battle of like Man, I it would sound great with words, but it <laughs> yeah. also sounds it great without. I mean, know? even the tempo of the song. Maybe the song is the lyrics going to be about something, you know, energetic. If the song's upbeat, right? Mm -hmm. 
I mean, I think of Be Still, it's a faster song, and it's about this, again, anxious moment. Yeah, you know what's funny about this? I don't know if you could put that to, like, a slower song. (laughs) Thinking about that song, you know, we were just talking about lyrics, and this might be going on another tangent. But just, like, uh, I write my own lyrics, like, for the most part, and that was the first song where, like, you kind of started it Mm -hmm. and wrote lyrics for it. I was just like, oh shit, this is kind of interesting. Like trying to transcribe somebody else's lyrics to yeah. be my feelings because that's where I always struggle with just because like my lyrics, even though they might sound like nonsense, they mean something to me a lot of times. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's like interesting. Like collab. If I had to collaborate with like a poet or somebody right, on the more lyricist, regular, yeah, yeah I, I, I don't know how that would go. I yeah, mean, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you listen to? Uh, there's a podcast Cage and I listen to called 60 Songs That Explain the 90s. Did you listen to the latest one with Third Eye Blind? Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that guy a, is a jerk, huh? A, <laughs> the interesting thing that they brought up was like his like uh, delivery of uh, the lyrics, like his vocal, um, the, the physics of his vocals. Yeah. They're like, does his vocal performance actually make the song good? Like, and could another band play that song and would it be any good? It wouldn't. It's his vocal. They talk about, this is the thing. Like, they talked about pretty much in that podcast about how trashy he was vocally. But, like, the, how he seems like the, I want you. Like, you know. They said it's, like, like both masculine, both feminine at the same time. Yeah, it's just, like, nobody else could do that on semi-charmed life. And make it sound that good. I don't. I don't think they could. Yeah, I don't know. So that's like going back to the like original point. Like the the lyrics or the vocals, maybe not the lyrics, but can make the song or or ruin the song. <laughs> you know, I it, I think it could go either. Yeah, like you said, it yeah. could go either way. You know, having lyrics that your heart is set on could be a box in itself Mm because you're trying to fit in all those words you you know it could direct musically what's happening Mm -hmm. which could be a good or a bad thing right right depending on what you're looking for and what you're trying to say yeah you know all right i feel like we've we've dove into these topics enough Uh, should we hit elijah with the last question let's do it for our guest the brain buster okay so yeah so here's what we do and you're gonna have to think about this for a little bit you have to pick one probably your 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 passion project that you're working on. Yeah, so center I, I yourself focus there. on Elijah Russ Collective. Focus yeah, yeah. on that music that you're working on. as okay. your passion project for this. So we always are going to ask the musicians uh, if your music was a blank, what would it be? So I'm going to ask you today uh, if you could describe your music as a retail store. Uh, oh. What retail store would it be? Oh. You're bringing in hot people. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Is it a current retail store? It can be. It like could be an old one. It could be Blockbuster, City. Circuit City. <laughs> whatever. Oh man, I don't even know if Blockbuster is considered a retail store. Sure. Yeah, are we gonna retail, Are we gonna edit out the amount oh, of time yeah. it's gonna no, take no. for me to come up with an answer? <laughs> These episodes get heavily, they get heavily edited. So. Uh. Oh yeah, wow! A retail store to yeah. describe. Me. Okay, I got. I'm. I can think of it. I can see it in my head, but I actually what, can't remember the what name are you of the seeing? store. Uh, it's got like everything in it. Spencer's? Nope, <laughs> not that one. Um, so if they if they like painted TJ Maxx uh, all black, uh, <laughs> and they like had a bar in there. Okay. Okay. That would probably be my vibe. And the cashiers were all like under 45. Okay. (laughs) Between 25 and 45. I think the main thing would be that it doesn't matter who you are. I think there's a little bit of something Something. for everybody in there. You know? 
For sure. You get points for making up your own retail store. I know. You pretty much changed TJ Maxx. I was like, if TJ Maxx wasn't boring as fuck uh, to look at, like, you look at the products and yeah. you're like, hey, this is actually, like, pretty sweet. I can use that. <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah. I've been there before. Yeah. I'm trying to, like, have the, the initial impression be like, whoa. You know, but also be like, hey, there's this and this right. and that. You know yeah. what I mean? So I it's okay. like, it's appealing yeah. from the get go as well. We yeah. were just there it's like not always that. a few weeks ago. And I'm like, oh, I could use one of those like kettlebells. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oh, there's like a squirt gun for my son. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Like, my wife's shopping for clothes that are like super discounted. I'm like, yeah, it's got a little bit of everything for everybody. True. Yep. So why do you think you have to paint it black though? Cause make like, it more hip. yeah, just make it more hip. Okay, all right, cooler okay, all right. It's gotta be yeah, cooler. Yeah, you can have like the mauve, like TJ Maxx. You gotta make them want to come inside, yeah. and they come in. They're like, yeah. oh, this looks like a hip place. And they come in, like, oh, what's going on in here? Uh huh. Okay, right. yeah. I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank I you like so that. much it's for having us, dude. me. This was a lot of fun. I appreciate you guys. All right. Well, until next time. Like I said, I don't know how to end shows, so I guess we just end it like that. Peace out. We'll see you next time. Peace.